And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For tonight's podcast episode, we are going to be spoiling The Suicide Squad. This is the new movie directed by James Gunn. This is the much better version than what we got in that 2016 version of The Suicide Squad. To me, the very opening is the reason why you're even going into a Suicide Squad movie. But before we get into that, I have my good friend Charlie with me. Say hello there, everybody. Hello. And like John said, this is much, much better. Like the opening sequence, I was crying. I wasn't crying. Laughing. I was laughing hysterically. Like the first the first guy that falls out, Weasel. Did anybody not realize the weasel couldn't swim? <laughs> just, boom, there's one down right off the bat. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay, we're still right. right that. And, and on top of that, it opening up to Johnny Cash's Flossum Prison Blues was just perfect yeah. for this movie. And it doesn't feel like a two and a half hour music video like we got with the last movie that we had mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. Hey, Brandy, how are you? <laughs> and I thought the opening sequence, the opening scene was really cool of how, like, you're seeing, like, kind of looking from the water perspective of what mm-hmm. Michael Roker's character looked like, Sir, like Servan or whatever his name is. I don't know. We, he wasn't in that one. I know his name. <laughs> Spoiler. But uh, so you see him, like, you see the visual, like, the, the, uh, from the water looking up. And then, then the camera turned around. I thought that was a really cool way. And you just see him in a box. And he's just, and he's just holding a ball. And he's just throwing the ball. Then he sees this bird. And he's new. Bird's gonna die. He just knew instantly the bird's yep. gonna die, and he he whistled, and it was like the him throwing the ball around, like the ball hit at each pinpoint. It was like very reminiscent of James Gunn's The Guardians of the Galaxy, his character, um, and that one with the uh, with the pen that he whistled through everybody. That, I thought that was a really cool nod to gar- his character in the Guardians movie. Um, Same. Really wish I really wish I could have seen him actually done something with his powers. <laughs> Right, because as soon as we're introduced into Michael Roker's world and everything into the Suicide Squad again and them recruiting the group, once again, they give us a breakdown of one of the characters. Of course, when we wind up seeing one of the characters is actually, of course, John Cena, the Peacemaker, is like the only one that they gave us a background to. They don't really give us a background to every single character like they did in this very first Suicide Squad movie, but... I like how Idris Alba plays into it, though. I really liked how he took the mantle for mm-hmm. this one for Bloodsport because I feel like he was better at Bloodsport than having Will Smith in it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like Will Smith in the, in the 2016 Suicide Squad, yeah. but it just seems like they gave him more layers, more stuff to do than Will Smith. It wasn't yeah. like a one-note kind of guy no. because you have a daughter. He has a daughter who's actually in trouble with the law. And therefore, uh, Amanda Waller wants him to go on ahead and be part of the Suicide Squad after, well, this is actually before the events that happens on the beach. But, you know, she she winds up getting in trouble with the law. He's like, no, I have no interest of being on the Suicide Squad. You can't make me be on the Suicide Squad or anything like that. And then she breaks it down to him. She goes, really? He goes, your daughter's 16 years old in the state of Louisiana? She'll do more time. She'll do time as an adult versus being a minor. So guess what? Either you're going to go on ahead and join me or she's going to be over here with you. And from what I got gathered with this, and I could be wrong, but let me know what you think about this, Charlie. But it seems like to me, it was like, okay, well, since you're not going to do this, I'm going to have her in here with you. And guess what? She's going to be part of my Suicide Squad system. And therefore, you have to watch her do what I was going to make you do. And everything which was be my bitch basically or die 
because and she right. went off the, the, the rate of all the people's survival rate in that. Um, I like Amanda Waller is was more of a, a, a stone cold bitch in this movie than mm -hmm. she was in the first one. The first one she was vindictive, but she was Very kind vindictive. of she was a little bit vindictive. She was vindictive, and she was a lot. She was more in the movie more in the 2016 version, which I don't think they needed her to be. I think she she's the behind the scenes person, but um. But yeah, that was pretty much what it is. She said, oh yeah, well, your daughter's going to die when she's at, because I'm going to put her on a mission that she's not going to survive because I have the I have the power to have all the powers. I control your life. And, um, but I loved how they did this at, in the opening. The bait and switch. You, like, you just, like, when they did the, the team, like, you kind of saw in the trailer, like, you know, the tagline is, don't get attached. And yeah, literally, don't. it could have been TDK, because that's his character. Because uh, his hand, he detaches his body just to like poke people. Like, <laughs> it could have been described to him, or it could also describe don't get attached to these characters. And literally, they drop Michael Roker, like so, Servant Weasel, Blackgate, whatever the heck Pete Davidson's character all knows. Uh, Dick Hurts, Black, Dick Hurts, uh, um, yeah, uh, Rick Flag, um. Uh, I think Blackguard, Blackguard, uh, TDK, um, just one girl. I don't even know who her name was. She was really expendable. Um, uh, Flag, um, Boomerang. Boomerang, and then and they said, "Wait, we're waiting on one more person." Hey guys, what's up? And it's Harley Quinn. She's showing up. <laughs> oh, the character name that you're thinking of is Mongel. Mongel, yeah. I have no idea who the heck this character is, and honestly. I'm glad I don't know because dead. Like, but so they get on the beach. Weasel jumps in, and he can't swim. While everybody's go betting on this, they're betting. They're in the background. They're betting. They're betting. Oh, who, this person's gonna die. This person's gonna die. Um, and I know John, you'll have a thought on that in a sec. Um, right. You want to go ahead? Uh, go ahead and mention your thought. Um, then I'll continue. okay. See, I'm a big fan of Cabin in the Woods whenever you have all those lab lab guys betting on who's going to die first. And this is actually what it reminds me of. It reminds me of us as audience members going into the theater, watching Suicide Squad, and instead of betting on who's going to survive, we bet on who's going to die first since James Gunn came out and said, don't get attached to these characters. So you're wondering which character is not going to make it out first. And the first thing that I thought was Pete Davidson's character was going to be the first one to die. I was not counting on Weasel to die first <laughs> out of the gate because I was attached to him a little bit because of the comedic part of him. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, and I forgot the Javelin guy. Javelin guy. Um, yeah, the Javelin guy, too. I forgot his name, too. Um, he just had a great voice and Harley's seriously attracted to him uh, because of the accent. And it's just everybody's like, they're on the plane and there's the, the bitterness between that and all that good stuff. And then they get off the plane. They're all jumping in. Weasel can swim. Servant's trying to save him. Weasel's dead. There's one right there. And then they get, and then black guard, he gets up. Hey guys, I called hey. you. And he goes, don't shoot me. I called you. He's like, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Blackguard called him and sold him out. And so he gets shot in the face. He's dead. Um, and then, um, and then pretty much it goes from hell from there. Um, everybody, like you see, um, so that the javelin guy gets 
shot very many times. And then TDK and his initials is the dismemberable kid. And Harley's like, what the fuck? Yeah, because <laughs> what the hell does this, uh, what the hell does that mean? And then all yeah. of a sudden you see his arms attach itself. And he's just, he's just like touching <laughs> the people. Ooh, I'm going to tickle you. There's a shoe in the arms and you hear him screaming. Ah! <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then this one girl's like, I got this. And then she's jumping on the helicopter. Like she's on that. Yeah. And Mongol. Yeah. And get a Mongol. She's, um, she's jumping on the, like that. And that, that crashes into Captain Boomerang. He gets shot with stuff. Harley pulls out a rocket launcher and kills a bunch of guards. There's a lot of death instantly in this opening sequence. Mm. And oh, yeah. No, 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 you're okay. good, man. Okay. So but, there's a lot of death in this open scene. But go ahead. It's, it's cool. The only thing I want to mention is this. I love how the beach spells the words of each location in this film mm-hmm. and stuff like that, too. Or each setting, or there's a certain piece in this movie that's a setting in the movie. I like how they spell it out for you. Because yeah. to me, this actually feels like a comic book based movie. I feel like I'm flipping the pages mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden that's, the words are actually spelled out on the beach and everything yeah. or spelled in that location, which is really great for a comic yeah. book movie. I loved it. I fought each sequence. Like, meanwhile, Harley, and then you see that, and then that sequence. I thought the visuals were fantastic in this movie. It was very much improved. It wasn't, like you said, it wasn't a music video. It was very colorful, all that good stuff. And then, like, there's a lot of, I love the transitions. So I thought they flowed. Sorry, didn't mean I was muted. <laughs> um, I love the visuals. So in case I didn't hear that, I love the visuals for this. I mean, how each one translate transitions were fantastic for this movie. They did a great job, and definitely, like you said, it feels like a comic book. So anyway, meanwhile, back to the killing. <laughs> um, TDK, he's his arms are getting shot various times, and you just see him wailing on the ground. You see uh, the javelin He got shot. Um, well. Uh, not King Shark yet. We uh, we'll get to oh, that yeah. in a second. Um, you see everybody, at, and then Servant, him 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 being scared when he looked like a tough guy in the beginning, he's floating off, and Manor Waller's like, "Get back to the mission," and like, and then and then like, because Flag and Harley, the only two that survive, which is fitting because they're in the poster, so of course they're gonna survive. But Servant's floating out, and then they blow, and then she's like. She just has it. She presses the button and instantly kills him with the chip in the side of his head. And the way that that, that sets up the opening, the opening credits. And I thought it was a great way they did yeah. this. Hit the blood filmed in Warner Brothers Presents. I thought it was like, this, you know what you're going to get with this opening. And I thought that was like, you just see him just laying there dead right. in the water. Um, but so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 man. It's cool. Okay. It's cool. Uh but yeah, here's the thing. I love the opening up to that. And then, of course, it goes into the prison cell, like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then, of course, you see Weasel still alive. You see all these other characters that we were introduced in this first here. group. <laughs> Him looking at the, the window. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I like how Michael Rooker is first looking at him. Like, what the yeah. hell? Yeah, and, but, and Pete Davidson dropped, like, after Idris is cleaning and Pete Davidson has a toilet paper thing attached to thing. Oh, here you go. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, go ahead. 
but yeah, this this is actually a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with this opening scene, to be honest with you. And then, of course, you know, we have the introduction to the second team, and the second team has no idea about the first team that went in. They no. think it's just them. They 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 think that they're just in there by themselves going into this thing, and it turns out to be the whole complete opposite thing. We're introduced to King Shark. We're introduced to uh, Rat Captain Boom. Yep, and also Captain Boomerang. No, he died in the first. Yeah, team. yeah. For, my bad. The first team is Captain Boomerang. He winds up dying and stuff like that. But I liked how they actually played it off, where they think that they're actually the first team that actually arrives, but they're actually the second team that arrives. Mm-hmm. It has a War World Two kind of flavor to it, where they're mm-hmm. arriving on Normandy for the very first time. And I definitely like that aspect to it yeah. because you don't know if anybody's safe or not. No. You know, and I definitely love that idea. Yeah. I liked how Captain Boomerang did get a nice kill, though, with his boomerang. He tossed that, and, he, and the heads got caught off by some of the guards. Like, he went out, and that's a, that, that was a, that was a kind of a bummer that he they killed him off really quickly. Um, but seeing him get a nice kill by chopping, like, I mean, I'm not yeah. sure putting this. This movie's violent. This is our hard R-rated violent movie. It's cur- For a reason. Drops for reasons. And we'll get into those in a sec, but I just love the bait and switch, and that just shows you the type of person Vander Waller is. She's got she's got priorities, and she's and you're you're expendable. Like it doesn't matter if you're a fan favorite or not. She's gonna tell you that there, and she's gonna tell you wrong information on purpose just to fit her need. That that so and the two villains, I mean, like in this one, they're this a means to the end, but the real villain, in a sense, is Waller, and like she's very like. And like she's like, you don't really root for her, and I think that's and that's what like uh, Viola Davis is perfect for Amanda Waller because she's just she's just she can give you that look like you're effed or like or, and she just tells you how it is and it's just straight up. So and that's what I really liked like her in this one. Even though I I liked aspects of her in 2016, I just thought she was doing a little too much. But her behind the scenes, I really that. But then the introduction to the other team when you get when you meet Bloodshot for the first time and how him him and his daughter are definitely like they're dropping f bombs like crazy at least ten times each like no peep you no peep you no peep you like <laughs> f you f you f you like back and forth but it was very like okay just enough with the f words and then he also gives his daughter advice and she goes why what did you steal I stole a phone. And he says to her, he said, well, if you're going to steal something, at least make it cool. And then also, too, make sure you bring a lookout guy. And he goes, wow, thanks, Dad, for the great fatherly advice. And why do you steal a watch if you can watch TV on it? Like, he was very adamant about what, <laughs> yeah. stealing a watch you can watch TV on. I'm like, it's like a watch that's watching you while you watch. It's, it's, it's very, like... It's like a magician trick right there, like watching what you watch while you watch on your watch. It's very tongue twisty. Um, and then, then you get to meet the counterpart, um, Peacemaker, and he's 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 already the brute already. He goes, um, you you said it fits the, it fits their specific skill set. He does exactly what I do. And he goes, yeah, I only do it. I only do it better. I love the, here's the thing. I like that little beef that they have between each other, like breakdancing kind of like who's, who's the better marksman it's in this movie. Measuring. Yeah. The dick measuring contest between the two of them is just fantastic to be honest I mean, with you. And I the mean, chemistry. Yes. Between okay. Idris Elba and, no, 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 you're fine, man. You're fine. Don't, don't, don't feel like you're interrupting or anything like okay. that. We're both just excited about this. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. Gotcha. But, 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, I thought the I, I thought the chemistry was really good between Idris Elba and John Cena. I thought it was a great buildup on what we were about to get. And then, of course, we're also introduced to Polka Dot Man, which is actually your favorite character from the Harley Quinn series. It's Kite Man. Oh, Kite Man. Okay, I thought it was Polka Dot Man for him. No, I think Sean's favorite character in this one was uh, was Polka Dot Man. Mine, uh, hey, he's not in this movie. So if you're expecting Kite Man, he's not in this movie. Maybe for the sequel, because I'm sure hoping not. No, my favorite is Kite Man. Kite Man's okay. awesome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he wasn't in this movie, and it was not. It was. I was hoping in the post credit scene, Kite Man was showing up. I was like, hey, ladies, it's hell. Um, it's Kite Man. Hell yeah! And I wanted Taiki Waiti to play kite man but i was pleasantly shocked to see who he ended up playing i thought it was perfect but we'll get into that in a bit but uh john cena was great in this movie like i mean mm -hmm. like i've seen him in blockers and he was hilarious in that this is my favorite movie of his because he's that he's just that douchebaggy kind of he's just got that persona and he, it works for him and john cena's into this character because like in all the promotion things that he's done for this movie when he's on kimmel when he's on that Wipeout show, he's wearing the costume. He never takes that costume off. And he so even wore the, that costume over into the red carpet, though, too. He wore yeah. that there for the premiere, which I thought was hilarious. I mean, John Cena's really into this role, and I, I really appreciate it. I thought, like, because then I see everybody keeps saying there's so, like, everybody's great in it. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm saying that everybody's great in this. So it's very hard to find a favorite person because each one has memorable moments in it. So it's kind of hard for me to pick who was my favorite character in this movie because they're all great. Like, um, but just seeing, seeing his characters, like, I'm better than you, everything that you can do. And then they both get scared when they see Namu, which is, AKA King Shark for the first time. They're like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I love that reaction because that's yeah. exactly the reaction I would have if I had a human, if I saw a human shark and everything. And also, too, I like how Waller goes, by the way, you guys have to keep an eye on him because he's been having these urges for some human meat. So he's like, uh, how is this going to work? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, and then, of course, she's briefing them. And as they're, they're, she's briefing them about what they have to do. And then, and John Cena's like starfish. Is, is that slang for butthole? Yeah, no. you know that's slang for butthole. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone as King Shark raises his hand. And, and <laughs> yes, that's your hand. Very good. And Asia's like, oh my god, we're gonna die. He looks all proud of himself though, too. King Shark looks all proud of himself. <laughs> this is James Gunn's more mature version and more mature and violent version of Groot. If Groot had killed people in a violent way, you get King Shark. Because, of course, you have to have a talking animal in this one because it's James Gunn. But, oh, my God, King Shark. <laughs> um, the, the, we'll get into this in a sec, but the sequence in the jungle where you see him, like, him sneaking up on the guy. You see him just walking. It's like it's, a shark. it's pretty visible. You can see him in the background. And he's coming and he's like, he's just looking like Rambo. And he's like, it's just so funny seeing him. Stallone was the voice of Shark. And it's King Shark. And he just fit him perfectly. And it's just him in the jungle. Like you see him running behind the guy. Um, we'll get into that sequence. In but yeah. Second. Oh my god. I just want to cut straight to the jungle. I'm just gonna be honest, but <laughs> because that scene alone was hilarious, though, dude. Like for real, 
He was just randomly really? just going up to the person. It reminds me of Rambo 2, <laughs> whenever uh, Stallone just has to go in and take pictures, supposedly. <laughs> Instead, now he's just having to go in and bite people randomly. Munch, munch. Munch. Num, num. Num, num. <laughs> and it's just, um, but yeah, and then the, and then they're doing the, like then they go on the they're on the and then they're in the journey and then they go to them and the uh, that and then you see them all like real, like they're sleeping and Idris Elba's character is afraid of rats, which is funny. Um, but and then and then all of a sudden you see Idris Elba, he's not sleeping at all, and he sees King Shark about to eat rat, uh, the rat catcher too. He's about to eat her, and then he shoots at her, and he shoots at him, and like King Shark is like. He's like, he, he can't die. And I was really appreciative of that. And then he just sits there and he's talking. And all of a sudden you see John Cena's Peacemaker underwear. Nothing yep. else. And what is tidy. And it's just like sitting there laughing. I'm like, what is this? You're in the jungle. Why aren't you wearing other clothes to protect? Because you don't know what's in the jungle. But the whole line of him, like him being all patriotic and stuff. I mean, I don't care who I have to kill. Men, women, children bring peace i'll do it he's a he's a douchebag captain america and him talking about like mm -hmm. is like i mean I'll, I'll do everything for the president and the country sir and there's dicks all around this island i would suck every single one of them just like to, just to say yes sir i've completed the mission i was like oh my god he's so into the character <laughs> you can tell he's sold into this character though to yes absolutely he, yeah it's great and i gonna, love the and you know how I said before, I didn't really sell him as a co comical actor. If he yeah. commits to roles like this, I'm sold. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm then of course, for TV series for what him. Does Rat, what does uh, Ratcatcher two say to him about dicks on the on the island? She why, would you, why would you suck a bunch of dicks <laughs> or something of that nature? I forgot what the line was. Wouldn't it, it was look something. weird that there's a bunch of dicks on the island? Or Some something of that like nature, that. yeah. Right, but <laughs> but yeah, him and the tidy. Well, back to him and the white tidy whiteies. Everybody else is fully clothed. He's not. And it's like this is like a vacation for him. It was just so funny seeing him. He's laughing at people when really everybody's laughing at him because he's <laughs> he's the only one in his underwear. I like, <laughs> like Edward Alba's look though too when he's looking at him, like because he it's kind of like a nod to the audience. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, what are you, what are you wearing? Yeah, you know? and. Um, and then, then, then now, now we can get, and then like, and then you see, um, more about polka dot man you see his face get all like bu bulged up. And then he's, then he's going to the back. He's like, he's divulging that. And he's like, yeah, if I don't do this in two hours, I'll die. And then like, and then he's got it like, and then John Cena, a peacemaker called him. All right, Norman Bates, what's up? And it's just so funny. Cause I think it is, he's kind of looks like Norman Bates and he's got a mom complexion, yep. which I thought was hysterical, but peacemakers like, all right, what does Norman Bates want? I, I mean, it's just peacemaker is hilarious in this movie. And he's all, I mean, he can be really serious and then he can be hilarious at the same time. But there's moments where he's really serious in this movie and you don't want to mess with him. And that's why I love the dynamic, what he did. He can be funny when he needs to. And then when he that, which, which I just liked him a lot in his performance in this scene. It was fantastic in this movie. He definitely was. Um, you know, I my other thing, though, that I really have to say that I really liked was once they fi uh, find out, too, that Harley's been taken. Yeah. But we're going to get to that later on. But when they're yeah. on that island taking down all these other guys, they don't realize that they're killing the help. They're killing yeah. the people that are supposed to be helping them. Well, Waller told them to kill anybody in sight because she told them Flag was in trouble. So really, right. it's poor communication of Waller or Waller wanted them all right. dead. I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, that that sequence was so funny. How every instantly every single one of them was dead. Like you see, King Shark again. We're going now. We're going to that the funny sequence, or um, or right before they get in it, Peacemaker's like nothing like a bloodbath to start the day. And, and everybody's like, "What's wrong? Like, what are you really insane?" And you see, Pete Polka Dot Man's like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah, and um, and then the whole jungle sequence. It was like it was a pretty much it was a battle between Bloodshot and Peacemaker. Who can one each one up each other in the kills? It's like it's like Legolas and uh, Gimli in the Lord of the Rings. Who can kill more? That's essentially what this was kind of was, and right. that sequence was hysterical. Like Tomahawk. Like this is this is a violent sequence, but yet it was. James Gunn made it violent, but funny at the same time. It does. It really does. <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really bad to laugh at this, but I'm sorry. I can't. This is hysterical. If you don't like James Gunn, you, 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 know, you know what you're getting yourself into, a gun movie. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. This is why I like him when he directed Slither and the Belko Experiment and stuff like that, or produced it. Yeah, whatever. But, but with this, my other, my other favorite part that Peacemaker does, he just randomly goes up to this one dude that's just sleeping and just stabs him and like, then walks off. Body. Like his whole body, right from the, the, the lower end to the top end. He's just stabbing everything and he's got, he had blow darts, he was blowing those. And then, then the, the funniest one was like the, the him when he shot the guy behind the, behind the back. Well, the tomahawk stuff, he was just slicing people right. up like crazy. This is a, if we haven't said this before, this is a violent movie. So this is a hard or violent movie. So this is a, you're seeing the full effects of it, and it gets pretty violent later on with King Shark. But we'll get into that in a bit. But and then he shoots the guy, and and then Idris a bloodshot's like, you know that's not you know that's just a uh, that's just a flesh room, right? Exploding bullets, and you see the guy in the background just explode, and you just see everything, and then and then that's when bloodshot's like. Can you can you not show off? And and then Peacemaker's like, however, but what if what what if you're showing off as dope as fuck? And then Bloodshot's like, all right, I kind of agree with you on that one. And that's when they go in to find Flag. He's perfectly fine. And that's when you realize, oh my god, it is. And uh, why well, I like Polka Dot Man's like when he shot out all the polka dots and it made the the uh, the watchtower just explode. I thought that was really cool. You, like I thought the visuals of their powers were really cool when they mm -hmm. used them because i think the really one well, the only guy that used had superpowers was really polka dot man yeah, honestly polka dot man was pretty much the only one that had superpowers yeah and but I was one thing i can say that i appreciate what james gunn did with this each character served a purpose yeah and it wasn't underused because when think of it like this and we're going to get into it when we do our suicide squad movie review tomorrow for the 2016 but there were certain characters that weren't used well. They introduced mm -hmm. her, this one character who's supposed to be a top assassin, but they didn't let her do crap no. at all. And, right, right. And remember the katana? She, that's what it is. She's called katana. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Katana. You don't want to piss her off. Her blade will kill you. You don't want to piss her off. Like, I think this is like some of the most cringeworthy like dialogue. We'll get into that for the review tomorrow, but they didn't use her. They didn't use the uh, Adam Beach character. He he ran off and they blew his head off. Like there was very and then um, there well was very, another then, thing. Uh, yeah. Another thing too is she she traps the souls into the blade. And, and I said I and you know what I was like I want to see that I want to see her trap the souls, but you don't see it. But it's no. cool to talk about, but you don't see it. But yeah, yeah. but still, yeah. 
But um, I love the reaction of the crew when they realize, oh crap, we just killed innocent people. And then and then and then King Shark like Ugh! he he spits up a thumb. <laughs> well, remember this though, man. Whenever before he spits out the uh, the thumb and everything, they said, well, why didn't our crew approach us whenever you came? Uh, and then they're trying to hide the bodies. Then they're hiding the weapons. Hiding, and stuff. They're hiding weapons, and then that's when, of course, King Shark spits out the thumb. Yeah. <laughs> that was hysterical, but I just love the King Shark sneaking up on the guy. Mm -hmm. Like, like he's challenging a Rambo. He's like, you see him sneaking, and he's pretty visible. This not no human. This is a shark that's walking on land, and he's sneaking behind the bushes, and you easily see him. And he obviously he's a big guy, so obviously he's able to sneak really well. And he just and he scoops up the guy. He's like munch, 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 and you see him eat the guy. It's just like. Game Shark, like I said, he he he's one of the very one of the best characters in this movie. He he's hysterical and and it's Stallone's voicing for him too. But there's many more funny moments of him. But yeah, so and then Flick Flat Rick Flags telling him like, okay, we need to uh, kind of overthrow it. So she's gonna be working with us. And then they um, and I think after this, um, after the Flag meets up with the team then he's then he goes to meanwhile harley and it was blended in well with the vines and stuff harley got captured and she has oh i want to mention the, her, her getting the javelin that the sequence was just hilarious the guy oh, that yeah. she really had the crush for gave, had his javelin so we have no idea what it was so he was trying to tell her something talking about the javelin you'll know when to and then he dies and she goes when to what and she's smacking, she's just slapping him like, "Wake up, wake up! What the fuck am I supposed to use the javelin for?" Oh. What he didn't tell, and then and then all of a sudden everybody shows up and they're pointing guns and they're like, "What he didn't tell me what I was supposed to use this for?" And then then she's 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 in this giant hole for like that, and then they kept her hostage. And they said, "Here, put this dress on." And I'm like, "Okay." She put it on in the uh, in the hole because the dress would have been it's all muddy hole. It was, it was the dress supposed to be all messed up and because it looked too fancy, and then. Then it turns out the the prince wanted to see her. Um, I guess we need to get into the jet the, the other villains. Um, yeah, we'll get into that. Go ahead. Yeah, there's one other little thing. It, with, and it's just like a little small thing I want to talk about. And then yeah, we can get into the villain part. Yeah. But, you know, how many times do we go see a movie and someone always winds up talking before they die? And we never, and he goes, go and tell my son. <sighs> And he's and the next thing you know, what, what do you want? What do you want? What, what did you want me to say? And that's really what we feel like when people are doing that yeah. in the movies and everything. And that's, but Harley actually slaps the dude for doing it to her. Yeah. So I definitely I mean, love that in retrospect. It worked in this sequence. It worked because James Gunn was able to make it funny because she's like, what, what do you want me to do with the, what the fuck do you want me to do? And then this, her bitch slapping him the wake, wake up. You have to tell me what I'm supposed to do this javelin for. Like Harley makes it funny. And, I think we got the best Harley, like in live action. Like Margaret Ruby, Margaret Ruby is fantastic, and mm. she came out. I think it was like a while ago. She said in an article, like, "Oh, I'm going to take a break from Harley." And then, and then it was like a few days later, she came out. I was like, "What are you talking about? My break's over. I want to play Harley again." And, and that's a very and, Harley Quinn type of thing to say. And then yeah. all of a sudden, she just like has ADD. To be honest with you, yeah, I'm gonna it. She was but, uh, Margaret Ruby is fantastic as Harley Quinn. Like I Definitely. just want to say that she is the best Harley Quinn that we're getting in live action, and I'm I'm gonna say that I'm so happy that they did not kill her. 
I did not want them. To, I was because I was worried that they were, even though I kind of had a feeling that they wouldn't kill Harley, their fan favorite. But I was glad they did not. So I just wanted to get that one out like ahead of time. But because cool. obviously, because that actually she loves the role, and they see James Gunn wants to do more DC movies. Continue doing Harley because yep. I kind of want to see a movie what happened between the events of Birds of Prey and how the heck does she end up with the back with the Suicide Squad and how she still had that chip in her neck. I thought they got rid of that. I don't know, but it was like too much. 2016, the timelines are just too confusing. The quote Deadpool timelines right. are just too But I'm glad that they got her and that Margaret Ruby loves us doing this movie. Yeah. And I like that they gave her a bigger role in this. Even though some people were like, kind of like, yeah, the second act was kind of lame with her, but we get more of her. And honestly, she's hilarious. So, and to be honest with you, man, um, I didn't really care for Birds of Prey that like I wanted to, but there's certain things that I did appreciate from it, though. And you know, I feel like I'm she's more glued into this kind of setting. Don't get me wrong, she did great in Birds of Prey. But it seems like that, she, I don't know, with the right script, with the right writing, she can get Harley the way that she needs to get Harley. And James Gunn's the right director to bring that out of her. And then also, too, the thing that I liked about Birds of Prey was they were able to get Huntress right and everything. DC has been doing a great job with the female characters when it comes down to development of those female characters. And this is the same thing with Rat Trap 2. He managed to pull some of the greatest origin stories from Rat, Tra uh, Rat Trap 2 to make us care about her character and make us feel engaged into her character to make us care about that character. And those are the two things I can say, those are the things I can say about DC that's working for them is their female characters when it comes down to the Huntress and also Rat Trap 2. Yeah. I think it's Rat Catcher. Rat Catcher. Um, okay. Well, and Waller. Wall Amanda Waller's yeah. great too. Like they got those are pretty solid characters right there. Um everybody else, like Katana, you don't want to get her, you don't want to mess with her. Like I think they they underutilized her completely in 2016. But we'll get into that one. But um I thought the Harley sequence was hilarious. So I heard daydreaming, like, and then um, and then of course she kills him. Like, of course. She goes, I have a red flag killing children because it kind of reminded me, like, comes a kind of a nod that how she was trying to protect the kid and birds of prey. I thought there's a little nice little nod to it about protecting the kid, about killing children, and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of a red flag for me, and I just thought that was hysterical. And she shot the guy, and like, you knew she was gonna, like, like, there the sex scene where you see everything getting smashed and you see a gun. I'm like, okay. I kind of have a feeling she's going to pick up a gun, but it's just the aspect of, whoa, she just shot the guy. Like, this, this, this full, and then right in the stomach, I'm like, yeah, that's that, that's better. Like, I like seeing you like this when you expel everything from your brain and you just lay there. Like, and this the way after she killed him, she doesn't feel bad about it, but she's just making it kind of a Harley kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought that sequence was kind of funny. I thought that, and then, um, and then, well, and of course, her escaping. The, like escaping the palace sequence was fantastic, but we'll get into right. that in a bit. But yeah, I liked how the guy, the prince is basically trying to plan out their wedding, trying to, because he's about to propose to her. And then Carly looks out the window and she sees where they're actually, where the suicide squad is supposed to attack at. He goes, what's that over there? And he goes, oh, that's where we go on ahead and do experiments on other people. And we also kill children. And 
that's when, of course, like you mentioned, Charlie, after they have sex and everything. And I also like the sex scene, though, too, to be honest with you, especially when they actually knock down a candle and then it goes up into flames. Yeah, that, it's Charlie. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, it's like she's trying to learn things not well, what not to do because she doesn't want to get tangled up into like another Mr. J situation. Mm-hmm. So when she, as soon as he says that, she shoots him because I'm sorry, I'm not going to go down this route again. Yeah. I, I came too far. This is like having red flags, mm-hmm. but I like seeing you like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then of course the guards come in and like, she's like, wow, I'm surprised this had, a, this gun had a bullet in it. Like, I think she was, she wasn't expecting the, the shoot. Um, and then of course she's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Like she was, she knew that. And he's like, we're going to torture you. I'm like, okay, sure you are. And then, then it goes, then it get then it cuts back to the second, um, the flags team. And that's when you get the whole, like they, they, they're really tired and walking and you see like polka dot man's face is like bumbling up and you get his origin story of his mom working for star labs and went to make them turn everybody into superheroes. And, and then he's so he's got it, and he's like, "What does Norman Bates want this time?" He definitely has an Norman Bates com- like mom complex, and but I mean, like they they really flushed out the characters well in this one, and and then then they then they move and um and then then they get the sky, and then they're like then they have to go into town. Everybody has to wear a disguise. And this one, King Shark yells, "I'm gonna wear a disguise." So there's some lines he gets that are actually full sentences, and there's ones. He, he, he's just all like mumble jumbo, but him saying disguise, all he's done is like he goes, "What type of disguise are you watching? Mustache," <laughs> and he does this, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then, then somebody upsets him, and then he just walks off like this. Someone's like, "Oh, like son of a bitch" or whatever, some of that nice, yeah. and it's just Stallone is great with the voice acting in this one. It's just it's just nice to see him like. Like, cause I was pleasantly, like, I was like completely shocked that when they announced Stallone was voicing King Shark, I was like, oh my God, no way. I was like, it's, it just fits him. It would have only been better if he had the Rambo hair and the, the headband. This would have been a King Shark look even more like, even with disguise, there's Rambo and just seeing him with the hair running for the jungle, like sneaking by, that would have made that sequence so much more funnier, but it was so great the way it was, but King Shark was like disguise, and then then they're all, then then you see them in their outfits, and um, they because they're trying to like find uh the thinker, which is uh, played by one of the Doctor Who guys, and he's the guy that controls operations like pre- pre- starfish or whatever. Um, yes, I I said that correctly. It is starfish. There's a giant right. starfish in this, and we'll get into that in a bit, but. It had a little heart-to-heart moment with uh, Rat Catcher and um, Bloodshot because he's got a daughter problem and he's trying to protect her. Um, so I thought that was a really nice, like, mm-hmm. like down-to-earth moment between the two of them. That she, he really has a heart. I do too. I thought that was really good though too. How about how they draw that part out mm-hmm. where he's trying to protect her and stuff like that because he's the, she's the same age as his daughter. Yeah. But uh, back to the disguise part and everything when they're getting ready to put on their clothes and stuff. Eldris Elba was just pretty much done. You can tell that he was just done with King Shark. Because this guy goes, look, I can totally see you. There's no point. Yeah, Stay he's in pretty, the car. Yeah. Because <laughs> it would have been pretty awkward to see a shark go into the bar where they went to meet. That would have been that would actually made that sequence a lot more funnier. It reminds honest. me of a joke. A, uh, a shark walks into a bar. <laughs> yeah. 
would be like one of those really bad jokes. But yeah, so they're they're going to try to meet with the thinker who's working with the general and to um to try to control the world with the starfish or whatever Operation Star. But yeah, I said that correctly. There is a giant starfish. It remind me of Patrick Star from SpongeBob. It looked like hey, Patrick Star is actually on Earth and he's killing people. Um. But we'll get into that in a bit. But the sequence in the bar was just hilarious when they're all drinking and you see the dance off between Peacemaker and Ratcatcher. Oh my god! I was like, oh my god! Especially whenever, uh, yeah, the dance off thing too, and then also Polka Dot Man dancing with some older women that don't need to be even at the bar. No, like, no, and mm -hmm. he's, and you see all you see is his face of his mom, like throughout every song, like he, and then um. They're gonna wait until the thinker shows up, and then and then of course the military knows where they're at, um, and then that's when like all right, like we're gonna uh, we're like so that's when of course Bloodshot, Peacemaker, and Flag they uh, they give themselves up because they know easily like all right meet us at this location, and then Milton, um, the uh, the the driver. Um, there's some funny moments with him later on, but <laughs> they they escape. And then, and of course, and then the, the poor image, you see the shark just sitting there in the car. He's just sitting there. <laughs> just the image of him sitting in the car. I'm like, oh, you feel bad for him. Because <laughs> all he wants to do is have friends. He even well, says it. He goes, I, I just want to have, have friends. That's all I, have, I want. Because I won't eat you if you're a friend. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it was before, like back in the towards the beginning of it, and that's when when uh, they're talking the shark, and that's when you find out Idris Elba has a rat. He's scared of rats, and yeah, and everyone's like, "Really, you're scared of rats?" And we, I don't think we ever knew the full question answer to that, which I find was pretty funny. But the whole gag of him scared of rats, but uh, so that was back. So anyway, moving on, they're um, they're the like the, the they're back in the car, and then you see Flag and them. They're there, and then Idris Elba's talking about the one kill move. And he goes, yeah, and then like they're having that, and they said, all right, count of three, and all three of them easily to overtake the guards. And that's when Cena is like, he's manhandling the guy while they're driving the car. I thought that was a pretty funny sequence. It's like, okay, Cena's really the only one that's really got the muscles to like choke out the guy, and then shoot, and they, and and all the whole time you see him, you just see the guy just going up and down. <laughs> you see the, the 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 driver in the car like getting pulled up and down, like to whack his head while Cena's. While the car is in motion, I thought that was funny from a distance because it looked kind of inappropriate. <laughs> Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go, keep on going. Um, so they break free and they come out and you see explosions and they and then they're like and that's when they find well Flag finds out Harley's alive and so that's and they said all right we're going to the Unheim. And, he, and then so you see the in the fire in the background yep. Operation Unheim. Right. No, scratch that. We got to do one more thing. What is that? Operation Save Harley. Harley. <laughs> um, Which, like I said, reminds me exactly like a comic book. I could actually yeah. see that in Fire. Yeah. Uh, Operation Save Harley. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, it cuts over to Harley being tortured with being um, tased. And then, of course, she acts like that. She's passed out from the tasing and things like that. And then as the, as the general leaves... She kind of, I like how she wakes up because it kind of reminds me of Child's Play uh, with Chucky. Yeah. In a sense, it's, she's like, and then she goes on ahead and just That's chokes right. him out. Yeah, pretty much just cracks his neck with his, with her uh, legs and then gets the keys out with her feet. And then she unlocks, and she's a tranquilloquist. So, of course, she can actually take her feet and then go on ahead 
and unlock it, unlock the lock with, uh, with her foot. And yeah. then she's let, she's let out. And I love this scene so much. We talked about this before the show, Yeah, but um, I love this action sequence and everything. She just goes ham on everybody. I love the song that's playing just a gigolo as she's mm -hmm. killing people with the dual machine guns and the guns. Yeah. The 360 spin of hers while she's just clipping everybody. Like that was well shot. Cause like I said, if they, if they did it really bad, you would have seen it and they would use shaky cam. They filmed that portion perfectly because of the 360 spin of hers and you've seen everybody getting clipped. Um, but I just love the sequence where she got where she choked the guy out. Like her face looked like, yeah, that guy's screwed. Like instant when she's as soon as her she opened her eyes and she choked, like her legs are tough or strong. Cause she that those legs themselves cracked that guy's neck. But it was also a little nod to the very first movie where you see when you first see Harley. Her ventriloquy when she's up on the top, like like moving down up and down and stuff, and like and so you knew she's gonna do that with her feet, which I thought was really really cool how she did that. But yeah, that action, but that action scene was great. And right before she continued on, that's when you see the crew get back in the car, they get the guns, and he's like, "Yeah, why why are we releasing one of these like a a a, a, a psychiatric a, a demented psychiatric puppet." She's one of us, yeah. And then uh, Adrian's like, "Yeah, but you have a toy, uh, yeah." Unlike you, the peacemaker, you have a you use, you have a toilet seat for your helmet. It's not. A it's not a toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the CDC, everybody all getting get gearing geared up, ready to go. Well, yet Harley does everything. Um, but um, yeah, go ahead. This is the moment where I said this feels like the most Harley ness action that you can get in a comic book movie this actually does feel like a harley quinn birds of prey part two type of flavor to it we have of course uh flowers coming out of people whenever she's shooting them there's no really any blood splatter or anything like that you see little tweets of birds coming in i like how how all of a sudden you see the spear that was given to her at the very beginning yeah, it just pops out of nowhere like a video game. It's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> she's using it. She's like, and some of the sequence they blended well. There's a lot of flowers, but then there's also a lot of blood. Like, you see the yeah. blood, like when she stabs the guy, you see blood, and like she, 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 and she, she took out all the, that entire army pretty much by herself. And then with the dual machine guns, like this, like while she's screaming, but, um, and of course, her beating up everybody in front of the, uh, in the jail cells, you like slamming the door in their face. Like she, and then she ripping off part of her dress and using it as a weapon. Like she's very, like, on her feet quick. And she took out everybody. And I really appreciate what James Gunn did. They give her a solo action sequence, not having everybody else help her. Because Harley can take care of her own. Obviously, we've seen by the sequence, she has no problem choking somebody out with her legs. Or no. she can use anything as a weapon, even use a javelin um, that she has no idea who the what the heck is for. It's used for. Um, but yeah, and and then and then she gets in the cab, and then she drives out, and she sees Flag and the shark run, and he's like, she's like, wait a minute, and that's when they show up. And it's like, hey guys, what's going on? Uh, hey, oh. Harley. There's, yeah, yeah. there's also another part though, because remember, Edris Elba is getting ready to like, do the grappling hook on the building, like Batman, like Batman and Robin from the 1950s, 60s TV show. That's what it reminded me of. And then as he's getting ready to climb, and then Randall's coming out with his plan. That's when, uh, of course, Harley comes out. I'll let you go ahead and continue yeah. off with that. And one. then you see, and then you see Peacemaker up in the watchtower with his gun. Like he's pretty obvious with the helmet in the watchtower, and he's wearing shorts. 
He's got the helmet on, but he's got like the, 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 it's like not really disguised because they, if he if he take that because nobody's seen his face until just recently when he puts the helmet on, it's still pretty visible. But and then the rat catcher Spencer uh, Spencer the rat's already up there. And he's like, "Yep, down there, there's nothing." And Harley's like, "Oh, hey guys, what's going on?" And she's bleeding from the nose, and he's like. Um, yeah, we were here to save you. You're here to save me. I can go back up there if you want me. I want everybody to save me. This is in the trailer. If you've seen the trailer, right. this is the opening that. And then she hugs Flag for a very long time, and Easier is like, "Okay, we need to wrap this up." <laughs> <laughs> and then also too, remember, uh, Peacemaker oh, over. The, yeah, Peacemaker sees somebody and he goes, "Look, I got a shot. I can take her. I can it's take a it. woman. <laughs> it's a woman." <laughs> and then you know. Uh, Randall's actually thinking that he actually sees somebody that he can actually take out. So he's like, okay, you can take her out in five, four, and then that's when Harley winds up yeah. showing up as well on that part, though, too. But I love the sequence where, where the King Shark's on the on the radio. Bird! And he sees a bird right in front of him. I, I, we need to keep this, we need to keep your communications clear, but just the King Shark's like, Bird! <laughs> this movie bird. is something, I'm gonna tell you. I mean, King Shark. Like, I mean, like, I think he's definitely one of the uh, many highlights of this movie. If I had to choose, like, some of my favorite characters, King Shark easily. Like, he's just, definitely he's hilarious. But so anyway, then they're going to Unheim, um, and then there's a yeah, and that that was a pretty that rain sequence was fantastic. How they mm -hmm. shot this one, like we're using the rain as cover, and so the and, mist then, and everything in yeah. the mist, and the, so there's you see the slow motion walk. And then Bloodshot's going first because he's got he's got the mask on and stuff. And you see them all walking in slow motion, and then all, then all of a sudden you see everybody getting clipped. And this is another violent sequence. And it's like King Shark has the best kill of this sequence. MVP Mortal Kombat fatality style. Like he grabs the guy by two different sides, rips him in half, and then you see the slow motion shot of him ripping the guy in half. And then you see the blood effects from the guy in it, and it's like fatality style. OMG! This uh, that sequence, I was like, oh my god, wow! And but everybody, like you see, everybody's getting sliced. Like this one's Tom, like Tom, like the John Cena's tomahawk is used as an axe, and he's like slicing guys. I think some guy got sliced in, like his face got sliced in half, or that might have been earlier on. I don't know, whatever. Um, a lot. There's a lot of Body, slicing in half body shots in this one, but everybody's getting killed, shot, like stabbed. Yeah, every, every, all the guards in this one were, were pretty much their DOA. But King Shark ripping the guy in half definitely remind me of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that scene right there surprised me. I was like, okay, what's he gonna do? Right? I was thinking either he was gonna bite, I was thinking he was just gonna bite him. Like he's been doing, but I like the fact that they changed up his kill style a little bit to where they just he just rips them in half, yeah, and everything. That part was just brutal, gory, yeah. Mortal Kombat, like you said, style, vitality, and everything. That yeah. was that worked really well. And Harley's and then, of course, yeah, Harley's But I think that scene was actually shown briefly in the trailer, the Red Band trailer, the ripped in half. Like you see it briefly, and we're like, whoa! Like we were this, yeah done by it but yeah i'm glad they kept that sequence in there because you need to have king shark rip some people in half because he's pretty strong too not just biting people but sorry i didn't mean to go ahead, uh, no, no, go no, ahead. No, continue that's all i needed to say i actually mm -hmm. forgot about him ripping 
um when we do our trailer reviews and stuff like that there are something sometimes i remember certain things that, mm -hmm. I, that we talked about and there's sometimes things that i don't remember that's in mm -hmm. the trailer so that for them to keep that in there i feel like we got what we wanted versus what we got in the suicide squad movie because there was stuff that was actually cut out from that trailer yeah um, from that movie and everything and we got everything that we that was shown to us in this go round. so going ahead continue on um so they get in there um and then while everybody's being diverted the general and his pop group or whatever stood in that so it's a diversion so while the suicide squad's in unheim that leads alice braga's uh freedom fighters Wow, I was actually pleasantly like surprised that she had more people that they didn't kill <laughs> there to go with her to overtake the government. Um, but so then then they're in there and they're all splitting up. Like, okay, we're gonna be like placing like bombs all around this. Area. All right, Harley and um, Harley, Bloodshot, and King Shark. You're going one way, and then then you have Peacemaker, um, Peacemaker, and King Shark staying at the bottom level, and you have uh, Ratcatcher and Thinker and flag going one way to see where that is and this was a pretty intense sequence where you see everybody all zombied up and stuff like or they're under the control of the starfish and that's when you see flag or um um flag getting all like he's like what, what what's going on oh yeah that's because the u.s made um your uh, your government made an agreement with us to uh do experiments on people and flag was not about that and that's why he was trying to like stop it and then um, before that happens, then you see uh, the, the funny moment between uh, uh, King Shark and Peacemaker. Peacemaker setting up the bombs, and King Shark's like, here, he creates Peacemaker out of the C4. And he goes, no, what are you doing? You're wasting that. Put it back on the wall. Good job, Shark. And that does not look like me. And then all of a sudden he leaves and King Shark's by himself. And he's like, oh, <laughs> they left him by himself. I was like, he was about to kill some more people. <laughs> Why'd you leave him by himself? And then I like how he go, how King Shark just goes off to this little aquarium side yeah. thing and just see, he goes, oh, friends. <laughs> and he's running with um, He's putting his hands up there. And this is uh, because he couldn't go up like the stairs or whatever. He's like by himself and. I think this is like they kind of broke this sequence up into two different like groups. Like then you, you had to go back to the thinker, and then Peacemaker shows up while um, Flag finds the drive, and Peacemaker shows up and like, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "Yeah, well, I knew I couldn't trust this guy." And plus, Waller sent me to uh, to collect the drive because uh, she doesn't want any of this information getting out because Flag was going to release it to the public, and that's when I found like, "Oh, Peacemaker's here an alternative motive." So kind of hard to see if he's really a good guy and you're rooting for or and this now and now he's turned into a guy like he's the douchebag the serious douchebag and this is a serious moment for cena's character because he's he's going against flag and he's trying to kill one of his own and they have this um pretty brutal fight scene yeah i definitely yeah i definitely like this fight scene and everything to be honest with you yeah with the, with the brutality of it and everything i thought that was really interesting then yeah. of course you know like i mentioned before where we have king shark making an identical thing of uh john cena's character peacemaker was just fantastic i thought it was funny that don't even look like me and then he goes on ahead and just sulks in his own misery yeah. but going ahead talk about the brutality of the uh I mean, it's it's like it shows you the a different side of flag that you actually like. He's the one that you're actually rooting for mm -hmm. because he's the one that's actually like, 
I'm not, I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay. I, I was a soldier for all this time, but I'm absolutely not about killing kids, women, children, forcing them to be slaves, experiments on them. And he was not all about that. And seen as like, Hey, I'm on your mission from Waller. Waller gave me this thing. I have to protect this because I don't mind. Like, and he's like, yeah, he has the gun pointed at flag and that's when they're fighting. And then, right. then, and then, then yeah. And then of course with the hard drive and everything he goes, look, I was I made a promise to Waller that I would protect this hard drive at all costs. That hard drive does not come back with us at all. And he goes, but we have to get this out. The public needs to know. He says, no, he goes in order to remain mean peace. We have to keep secrets to actually keep peace because I am the peacemaker. <laughs> hey, I mean, he's, he had a better costume than uh, Agent Thir and then than uh, Walker did in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Ran a cop, uh, um, five and below, uh, Captain America. So he's this guy. He's definitely a douchebag. He's a captain. He's all about. He's a government stooge. He's like, well, he's not. He's not longer government stooge. He was a. Uh, he was a uh, prison stooge. But yeah, and uh, they gave him an order. So they're fighting each other, and there's a lot of moments where you thought Flag was going to win this. And all of a sudden, you see you look at the glass down on the ground. Flag gets stabbed in the stomach, and he dies. And I was like, this is the one when I was shocked. I didn't see this one. Didn't see not see this death coming. And I, that was that was a pretty that was a pretty um, pretty shocking death because I didn't want it. I wanted him to survive because I actually I liked him more. Flag Rick Flag. I liked him more in this one than I did the 2016 version. Um, because he has more of his character, and I think there could have been more we could have known about his character if they didn't kill him. But that was a shocking death. I did not yeah. see that coming. To be honest with you, man, I was in the same boat as you. I was expecting I'm glad that we got what we got with Flag when we had him because mm -hmm. I liked his character in this one versus the first one. This time, we got he was a lot more digest out and everything, he, yeah. his character was a whole lot fleshed out a lot better. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I was rooting for him. I was wanting to for him to win so badly because I wanted to see more if they were going to make a Suicide three, uh, Squad 3, if it was going to come back. And, of course, you know, he winds up dying. He winds up getting killed by, of course, you know, Captain America douchebag. Uh, well, that's literally him. That's what they described his character. But then again, don't get attached. So that and then so. And Cena's like, yeah, I got the, like, the drive got pushed. And, like, Cena felt like he won. However, Ratcatcher found him. Um, yeah, Ratcatcher found him because, like, because the explosion caused um, her to get just, like, to get pushed out of the way. Um, and then so she was able to, her, like, her rat friend was able to scroll, like, scroll and um, crawl. And she was able to crawl her way out. But the reason she was able to crawl her way out is because um, that explosion that happened caused the starfish that they've been their their target the whole movie was released and you see the tentacles and they the tentacles is about to get close so thinker dies easily um so starfish is getting released so and then rat catcher sees um yeah rat catcher sees seen uh peacemaker kill him so she's running and john cena is right about to kill her and then it cuts to the sequence where you see harley Polka Dot Man and Bloodshot and King Shark, they're like on the upper level. And then you see, uh, and then you see the, uh, I mean, I gotta say this, but like the, the Polka Dot Man kill two arts, but oh my God, this Polka Dots, man, they're deadly. Like they're, they, they are. Cut <laughs> they the really guy's are. legs off. And 
And after she, um, after he's like, um, after he killed him, um, somehow Milton, the driver, was with them the whole time. Yeah, and because he was over there. Because remember, he had the C4 with them, planting yeah. the bombs and everything with them in a little plastic bag, handing the bombs off to them so the way that it could explode. And then, of course, whenever they had that whole entire shootout and everything in the offices and stuff, that's when, of course, uh, we see the leftover C4 on the ground. And then, the and then of course, Harley and all of them is telling him, no, tell him Polka Dot Man, no, yeah. do not yeah. do it. Cost and then, then, of course, it explodes. And then that also leaves Milton to be dead. And I loved it when he goes, oh, my God, they killed Milton. Who's Milton? <laughs> And that, that whole sequence is funny. The driver, and she's like, oh, that's Milton. Oh, like, and it's like, I thought that scene was so funny. It's like, who's Milton? Right. And like, and, he's your, and that bloodshot was absolutely having none of it. And like, who was Milton? Milton wasn't with us. He was right there. He's, he, was, he was in the car. He was in the van. <laughs> he was the driver. He told him to stay in the van. No, he was with us the whole, the whole time. time. He was Milton. I don't know. And then, then, and then, and then that what leads to the explosion at the top. And then, um, and that has that. That was a really cool, well shot sequence there. And then, um, that's when the uh, the friends that so King Shark fought. They started attacking him, and he's getting like he's getting bit like crazy. And Harley is like trying to fight him off. And then, this whole building's so unstable. So that that was a cool. And then you see King Shark get flown out of the building, and you thought like, oh no, is he dead? No, he just gets back up, and then he's, he's surrounded by all these guards. Um, but I just thought he just went up to the the main guy. He ate him. He ripped his head off, and he, and you see the image of the head right when he's about to munch on it, and then you see him eating more of him later on. <laughs> like, he brought him for snack later on. <laughs> he's still chewing on that head, he's, and then yeah. after that, the then the military winds up shooting him and everything, too. And then, of course, you also see uh, Ratcatcher 2, uh, being uh, strangled by uh, Peacemaker, Peacemaker because yeah. of the fact that she saw him yeah. kill um, kill Flag, yeah. Yeah. and so therefore now she has to die. And so right. as yeah. that's happening, Eldris Elba's character uh, is actually going down three flights of floors. Yeah. Superhero landing, <laughs> like he, he's like him, him Harley. They had to jump into the other side. He lands on a section. You think he's fine. And then you see him, like, the thing, the ground below him crashes, and he has a superhero landing. And I was like, ah, oh, superhero landing. You see him grimace. Yeah, it's really bad for your knees. And then he just starts flying, going down floor by floor by floor to the point right before Peacemaker is about to pull the trigger on Ratcatcher. He's like, um, Peacemaker, um, Bloodshot shows up, and you see this time. This is a really cool well shot. Peacemaker shoots his bullet, and there's a nice, normal bullet. And you see, uh, and then you see uh, Bloodshot shoot, and it's a tiny bullet. The tiny bullet goes right through the big bullet, which I thought was well. This was a well shot sequence, right through the bullet into John Cena's neck, and he's bleeding out perisively. And we think, okay, Peacemaker's dead. Okay, so I guess, and then that kind of leads to the suspicion that uh, pre, the, 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 the TV series Peacemaker coming out next July, uh, January 2022 on HBO Max only, um, <laughs> is going to be. Prequel series. We'll get into that in a minute, in a, in a bit. But right. so, so Peacemaker's out of the question, and then so and then everybody, everybody's out, and they're all, and then, and then they see the giant starfish tentacles break out, and then they're running, and then they see the giant starfish. Oh my god, that was the coolest looking starfish that I just, like, like visually, like, 
Well, it was well, like well designed, well shot. And as the uh, the guy at back at the um, like back at uh, at the uh, the ex headquarters that we have a kaiju, which I thought it was hilarious the line he said that because the last time Idris Elbow's dealt with a kaiju was in Pacific Rim. So I thought that was that that was a pretty funny like callback to that. And then so you see the starfish and. The starfish from his armpits are shooting out these mini starfish. They're, they're like mind control things. Kind of like, kind of remind me of uh, the 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 face hugger a little bit from Alien. Um, so you see all of them, and that's when they realize cover your face. And you see, um, send, and then the funniest part from that is the starfish is landing on King Shark, and they can't because his face is so big. He's got a huge a nose and face. They're not able to control him, so they're just they're just wiping, they're just falling off his face. I thought that sequence was just hilarious. Um, so yeah, I thought that sequence was hilarious. So then everybody's all down, and then you see the giant starfish, and then everybody's like getting up, and they're like all mind control, and starfish just terrorizing town. And um, so before uh, that continues, uh, Alice Braga's re resistance fighters show up, and they kill everybody involved in the palace. So everybody. In, of power is dead so they were through the government and that's when he and that's when waller is like all right you guys did your job um bring the bring the device home and yeah so essentially waller doesn't like we like that we don't care about them anymore like they they, they, they don't care about the u.s so we don't care about so that's that's when waller shows her two intentions where you kind of don't like her um yeah you just don't like her from that moment on and and so they're they're walking off while the starfish is killing people, and then I hear it bloodshed. I was like, oh, "Fuck!" So he's turning around, and you hear Waller screaming, "Turn around!" Everybody else starts turning around, and she's she's like, "Bring open the device!" And everybody else is hesitant in that ex headquarters. Everybody else is in it, and they're like, "Do it!" So she has everything all ready to go. Right, she's about to do the kill the kill thing, and everybody turns around. And then all of a sudden, I think the, the moment was the, the hilarious moment. You see Amanda Waller, because she's talking about, like, man, I'm missing the game with the senator about golf. Like, I'm, I'm trying to work on my putting game. So she's missing her shots like crazy. You see, out of the blue, Amanda Waller getting whacked in the face with this golf club. And I was like, oh. And everybody's, like, just stunned in silence. Like, all right, we need to help these people. So they, they finally gave it to their boss. And I thought that was a really nice uprising moment. And, like, everybody's like, the stun that you did is like, hey, stop looking at me like that. So then, then they, of course, they helped them fight the the starfish. But go ahead, John. I mentioned a lot. If there's something you want to cover, uh, what did you? Uh, I'm, I had to step away for a second. Okay, uh, yeah. So I, I was just pretty much mentioning um the uh the sequence of the starfish is coming out of the uh, armpits, the face mm -hmm. huggers, and the the one hilarious moment is the album landing on King Shark. They're trying to get to his face. And his face is too big, so the starfish. Oh is yeah, <laughs> yeah. In order for that scene, in order for them to actually take control over somebody, you actually have to have some type of suction or something to lash onto. Which King Shark, he's a shark. It's not gonna work. It's water against water type of species. It's not gonna. It's gonna just slip off or just slap him in the face. And I was just laughing my butt off at that scene. To be honest with you. That was probably one of the, my favorite highlights of the movie and everything. Just seeing that part, just and right off, like yeah, nothing. like you know, and King Shark is like, okay, King Shark's not gonna get mind control because that would have been really, really bad. And then everybody and all the Suicide Squad members are covering their face, 
and they don't have anything on them. And then all except uh, uh, Rat Trapper too. She had, she had, her, she had, a, she had a fit. Yeah, she's the only one that had a face mask on, which is like she, like she was a really she's another yeah. highlight of the movie. Like Ratcatcher too. She was great in this, and it was really nice to. It was she was a great port a character to like that they flushed out pretty well in this one too. And then the other part I mentioned was when they uh when the starfish is taking over the town and Waller told him, All right, your, your job's done, leave them. They don't care about the US anymore. And that's and I said that shows Amanda Waller's true true color. She doesn't yeah. care about anybody but herself. And I I didn't really care for her in that moment because I was like, so and then how she's threatening to kill every single one of them when they're trying to like do the right thing. And then I said, out well, of the blue, and um, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Well, the thing about Waller is, right, and we knew her from the very first Suicide Squad movie, where it's like, well, if anything goes wrong, we can blame them, because after all, they are criminals. So Waller is just out for herself. She doesn't care about anything but herself, and that's what makes her even more dangerous. Yeah. And I like, I love Amanda Waller. I love the character of Amanda Waller because of how vindictive mm -hmm. she is and how much yeah. you hate her. And that's also... Mm -hmm gives credit to the actress that plays her because, because yeah. she knows how to get away with murder. Yes, literally knows how to get away with, mur with murder. She's on the because, show. So, yeah. Right. That's why um, I said it. But, so yeah. but yeah, I did feel a sense of danger when she did that. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I do something. yeah. And then I liked how everybody's just looking at her and then just whacks her over the head. Oh my God. <laughs> that sequence is hilarious because it was funny because she she was talking about she's she's she has a game this weekend with the senator and she's trying to work on her golf game and her putting's really bad and then all of the blue the other the other worker in there she just nonchalant whacks her in the face with the golf club and everybody's staring at her I'm like oh my god what'd you just do to our boss you're so screwed and she's like go on and save those people they're going down the road so the Suicide Squad is is trying to save try to save the city, and that's and that's what I, I really love that moment when they went and they all just like you know what screw Waller she she doesn't have the balls to do it like and and, uh, and how everybody decided to go and help the crow they're going down this way you might want to help like everybody's like I think they had enough of Waller because I think they're the moment they were really scared was when she threatened Bloodshot's daughter of like hey I'm gonna have her become one of a member of us. Um, and that was a really, really telling moment that like the crew was like, what do we get ourselves into? But, but them taking down the uh, starfish sequence was, a, was really cool. Right. Because here's the thing. What, I like the sequence where it goes over to, um, goes over to the daughter uh, of uh, Edris Alba, Alba's character, because of the fact that now she's realizing that her dad is being redeemed. Yeah, his character is being redeemed and everything, and he's not just in it for himself. And then, of course, I love the starfish fight and everything too. And it's like they can't win against them or anything like that. And then, of course, we have Rat Trapper too. She winds up taking her little uh, magic wand out and everything, and basically getting all these rats to come out and kill uh, to ki take down the starfish. And then, at, at the same time, you see Harley climbing up top of the building. Mm -hmm. And that's when she gets the uh, the spear. And, you know, I thought once she went and took down the eye, I thought it was, that was going to be it. I thought that was... She's going to drown. Well, here's the thing. I didn't expect her to go actually in the starfish. I was expecting mm -hmm. it to actually be maybe a little bit of a solid surface since it's an eye. Mm -hmm. But then again, it's made out of water. But still, for that first time of seeing it, I thought maybe it might be some solid surface with the eye. 
But as soon as she does, she goes in the eye. Then at the same time, you see the rats going in there. And of yeah. course, the rats are actually eating everything inside the starfish. Harley's just in a daze, just watching everything go down. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the starfish winds up dying. Yeah. And then, I, did you get into the part about Polka Dot Man, about how he died? I, I was about to. Okay, um, go on ahead. So, um, I, I love the gun that Idris Elvis creates, that big fat gun. And it's all parts from gear from his suit. I thought that gun was so awesome. And I, I like a lot of his weapons were really cool. Like that, like the bone arrow that, it, that didn't have the string that he can, he's put on stuff on his arm, like on his hand. And he's able to get guys with the bone arrow. Like, but that gun he had, like how, like, I mean, he's not dead shot. Let's just go out and say it. This is not dead shot. Cause dead shot is he actually uses actual guns. These are like techie kind of guns. So it's very interesting that, I mean, um, Idris Elba's character doesn't have, the pinpoint aim as Deadshot. So these are two separate characters, which I really like because for the third Suicide Squad movie, I want them to put bring Deadshot back because he deserves another movie. And um, but that I'm just saying that. But that gunny guys was cool, and then him telling uh, this King Shark nom nom. So you see King Shark completely like jump up and he's eating part of the hand of start of the starfish, and and then and then Polka Dot Man's like, "That's your mom." And he gets part of the leg, the one leg of Pokemon. And he goes, I'm a super smash. Well, and I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, no, <laughs> that's how they killed him off. Oh, that was, that was, he, was, he was a great character. He was. He's like, I'm a, he was so happy and everything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he goes, I'm a superhero. I'm a super. He's, he's dead. But yeah. And then after that winds up happening, uh, we see, of course, you know, uh, Rat Trapper winds up telling uh, Edris Alba's character, hey, look, you have, a um, you have a heart. Not only do you have a heart, but um, Peacemaker didn't want this to be coming back yeah. with us. And so basically what he winds up doing is he winds up ba uh, blackmailing Amanda Waller. Nice. And I think and, I, I think she kind of knew he was going to do that because I told you after all this you were going to be a leader. Deal. So you let us all free. So the free people: King Shark, Harley, Bloodshot, uh, Ratcatcher. They're all free. Like they don't they don't work for her anymore. They're released from jail. Um, he goes, if you come for one of us or if you kill us, I'm releasing this online. Where and you see her, she's holding something on her head with a headache, and then she goes out and looks at her the team that, that for the for the business window, and they're like they're kind of scared, but um, and then they escape. But yeah, I thought that was like that like overall. So like okay, it's a DC movie, credits roll. Yeah, like there's nothing else happening, right? But before we get to the post credit sequences, I just thought it was a great movie. This is much improved over the 2016 version because the more you watch that version, there's a lot of there's a lot bad with it. And the more you watch it, the more you hate it. So tune into our review for that tomorrow because I figured we're doing both suicides, uh, doing one suicide squad movie. We should do the other one and then have a full comparison of the two, even though this one's clearly the better one. Um, but yeah, and then we'll get it. We're gonna get into the post credit scenes now. So well, which one do you want to cover, John? Well, first let me get into my last initial thoughts, it, and sure. then we'll get into the post credit scenes and everything. Like you mentioned, this is a solid film. I had a great time watching this movie. It didn't feel like a two and a half hour music video. Don't get me wrong. I love Queen just as next of next to the next person and everything. I love Bohemian Rhapsody. I love that song. 
but I don't need to have a two and a half hour music video of them doing different sequences with different songs. And what James Gunn did was he did do certain songs like I'm Just a Gigolo, um, Folsom Prison Blues with uh, Johnny Cash. But he didn't redo it redundantly to the point where you're getting tired of it or repetitively where it becomes repetitive like a music video. He went on ahead, he used them for those two set pieces, and then he moved on. That was it. There was no other set pieces with other music choices or anything like that. He just went on ahead what was best to describe the violence in one scene with Harley and mm -hmm. also the introduction to these characters on explaining how ridiculous this film actually is. But... He captured the root of what Suicide Squad is. He captured the humor of what Suicide Squad is, the heart of Suicide Squad. If you're a comic book lover, if you're a fan of DC, if you're not a fan of DCEU, this is actually one of those films that's going to be on the mantle for me, for me, next to Aquaman, next to Wonder Woman 1, because I didn't really like Wonder Woman 1984. Uh but yeah, it's definitely yeah. on my top three DCEU movies and also two on the Snyder Cut as well. And Shazam. So, and Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to mention, like, this was great. And like, um, um, but let's get into the first post credit scene, too. Okay. Well, I was going to mention, like, there's, like, for fans of the Suicide Squad, I believe it's either next year or in 2023 for next gen consoles, there is a Suicide Squad video game coming out. It's yep. called Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. And you get to play, I don't know the full details. They just showed a cinematic trailer or you or Deadshot was in there, King Shark was in it, and Harley's in it. So if you want your fix of the Suicide Squad, play that video game. I don't know much more of it. I think you'll find out like probably later this month and that the DC uh the DC convention thing that they're gonna do on um, the DC Universe kind of thing. It's like their own Comic Con. Um that's where I found out about Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, which looks like a, mm. a great game. Um, I remember when that trailer dropped last year. Yeah, and how excited was I was. Yeah, that was and great. It does. And uh, to be honest with you, that sequence with the trailer kind of reminds you of the scene out on the beach a little bit, but except for yeah. one thing, it's in uh, Metropolis versus being yeah. out on the beach. Yeah, and um, this is probably my favorite movie that came out at Warner Brothers this year, like on HBO Max. I think this is the best one. This definitely, this definitely takes, like, it's better than... Um, little things, Tom and Jerry, uh, Godzilla versus Khan by a long shot, easily. Um, and Space Jam too. Yes. Oh yeah, I'll get to that last. Mortal Kombat. Um, it's better than the little uh, than the uh, the those who wish me dead. So anything that's come out, especially that piece of shit Space Jam two, which is uh, which is flopping by the way, like LeBron does on the court. Yeah. This movie is gonna. This movie's great. It's so much better than anything else, and this is probably the best movie so far. Come on, HBO Max, and there's still a lot left coming out, like in the next and this month, the, this month alone, because there's the new Hugh Jackman movie looks fantastic, by the way. In re reminiscence, um, yep. I'm super pumped for that. And then, but there's so much more other stuff coming out. But this is the best movie on HBO Max. So if you can't get to the theater to see it. Either way, like I know this probably would have been better to see in the theaters, but I'm glad I got to see it on HBO Max because this movie's fantastic. But yes, yeah, go moving on to the post credit scene number one. Um, John, go ahead yeah. and take this one away. Weasel is hands down one of my favorite characters whenever you look at the Suicide Squad, and I was really sad to see him go. And yeah, then supposedly, <laughs> but he gets washed up on the beach. Well, he don't he doesn't get washed up on the beach because they were actually trying to save him and doing CPR on him. But he's actually alive. He gets up. He looks around. 
She's just looking. <laughs> he he just kind of wobbles off. Like he's like a human. Like you see him wrong because um, like if anybody didn't know, James Gunn's brother, um, he, he he's the he was the second in command to Michael Roker in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Sean Gunn, he's he's he does the motion capture and he's we he 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 he's weasel. He gets up and walks and you see him walk into the jungle. I'm like, oh okay, that's post credit scene. And because like now I'm like. Hopefully the town rec- rec- like is okay with him because he's the only one that's going to be left in there, and and they because they just overtook the government, so I can see him getting shot like crazy. Um, but I kind of want to see more of him because I just want to see what he does. But so that's the mid credit sequence. Um, you might be thinking, is there another one? Yes, and this second one really sets up how they're going to go with this for moving on. Um. So you go, they're in the hospital and you see the two members from um, the, the, uh, the X division or whatever it's called. And Waller is like, God, Waller put us on shit detail. And the person says, we pulled him from the wreckage and yeah, he's going to be okay. And, and like, and then you kind of, you can kind of figure out who survived the wreckage and you see John Cena in the hospital bandaged up. Peacemaker is alive. And they said, um, what, what is a war going to have him do? Or save the country? Or save something? So this sets up the show, I think, coming out next year. My question is this, though, because, you know, he, I wonder if he's going to have any vocals. Or if he's gonna, this is going to be just him not talking. Because, don't forget, he's gone... St- yeah. Right, in the throat. So... That's going to give Cena a new level of acting that we haven't seen before where he's not able to talk if they go down that route, which is something that I would like to see from him. Just because 98% of acting is just no dialogue. You can do a lot with facial expression and stuff. And then also, too, we actually get to see a prequel story of him probably and then flashbacks of the of him before he was Peacemaker to the point where he is now, and that mm-hmm. sets up a couple of the episodes, which yeah. I'm totally sold on if they go down that direction. I don't know. Um, I could see them starting out the show of him not talking, but I kind of want him to talk because he's funny. I want him to he say, these, I really want to say these ridiculous lines, like nothing like a bloodbath to start today. Sorry, kid. I got to kill your mom. Then I got to kill you to save this country. Like, I kind of want to say these, these funny, his patriotic lines. I kind of want him to say these. So um, I think it's a 10 episode show on HBO max. So I Which think it's perfect. Well, yeah, I think 10 episodes for an HBO max show for this. Because I think they need ten episodes. Mm. Not, they're my not question, like, my not question bad, is this though. I don't mean to interrupt you, man. No, um, but I do have a question though. Is this gonna be a once a week show, or is this gonna be a where a show you can actually binge because it's on HBO I Max? I don't think it's binge because I think a lot of the shows that they have on there is like might be once a week. They might release like two, two or episodes. three episodes for the very first time, and then then it's once a week. Um, they're not the they're not the Netflix route on this one. I don't know. They could change, but I I think they, their model hasn't been that because they want people to come back every that and not just binge it all. I'm fine that I'm fine with that. Yeah, um, some shows I want to binge them all at once. Some I don't, but I'm interested in that. But I'm excited to see that they brought he's he's alive and they're and they're setting up the show. And I think I think that I could see a lot of flashbacks, but I don't think it's going to be like primarily most of the show. I think it's going to be like continuing on because he's alive and I think he's going to be. Probably finding uh, maybe they might be some other characters from the Suicide mm-hmm. Squad in this movie. So, uh, in the show, 
So I'm really excited for it because I thought Peacemaker, John Cena was perfect for Peacemaker. He was great in it. But um, yeah, so that was the next post-credits scene. So if you're planning on seeing this movie, don't just watch the first one. Stay to the very end of the credits. But, but if you're at home and watch on HBO Max, you can just fast forward for the end of the credits and get right to the sequence. You don't have to sit in the theater the whole time and leave your popcorn everywhere because, like, for the person to pick up because that's a total dick move. Definitely a dick move. And, guys, that's going to do it for us for our Suicide Squad 2021 reboot, sequel, whatever you want to call this thing. It's great. You know, view it in your eyes on how you want to actually view it at, as in the theaters or in theatrical cut or whatever. Go ahead, check that out over there and everything. And call this movie whatever you want to call it. If you want to call it a soft reboot, call it a soft reboot. If you want to go ahead and call it a sequel, call it a sequel. It's according to how you view it as. With that being said, guys, go on ahead and follow us at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook and underneath the same name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. And then, of course, if you want to get an audio-only episode of what we do here on Movie Lovers Unite, you can get that where you guys get your podcast from. Also, too, rate us on Good Pods. That's actually a new app that I'm on. And you can actually rate our show. Tell us what you think about our show. Tell us what you don't like about our show. I'm actually shooting for a five-star rating. So therefore, because I like to actually have five stars on here, but hey, if you don't want to give us five stars, we'll take four just to be generous. But still, <laughs> five actually helps, right, Charlie? Yeah, five <laughs> stars give us like the higher the rating, the higher the score, and the higher but, we go up. Yeah, but the important thing is you need to like and subscribe. We, we're yep. really close to five hundred, so we can get our like in, in, in the threshold because we need a thousand subscribers, and then forever to be able to get provide more content for you guys. Exactly. So smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. Also, too, for all your entertainment needs and wants, just go to movielovesunite.com. And another thing, too, is Tamara and I from Two Blurs uh, Girls podcast, we actually teamed up with St. Jude's to do a fundraiser with them. This is going towards the cause of kids that have cancer. So do us a favor, smash that, so that button at, down below on that link, and it'll take you there. Donate us a couple of dollars and everything goes to St. Jude's. And you know, like I said before, I'm not doing any type of donations or anything like that for our show or anything. But, you know, go on ahead, go over there. And then, of course, guys, go on ahead and follow me at Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter as well. That's where you guys can follow me at. And then, of course, on Stereo, we do some shows there from time to time. And then you can also reach me at on uh, on our email address at movieloversunited at gmail.com. If you're a sponsor or like to sponsor us or if you'd like to be on the show, just go on ahead message us. And everything. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. Can't wait to do this again. Thank you again, Charlie, for being my co-captain with oh, this. Welcome. And please subscribe so we can get up to our 500 and have a good night.